Eglanate, Tanse, and hello. Welcome to All That and More, a podcast from the Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo. I'm your host, Jillian McDonald. Thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Many. Today, I am joined by Dennis and Janine from Indigenous and Rural Relations to talk about the RMWB's path towards truth and reconciliation and the importance of listening and learning along the way. Please note, the information and material you hear today may trigger unpleasant feelings or thoughts of past abuse. Please contact the 24-hour residential school crisis line at 1-866-925-4419 if you require emotional support. We humbly acknowledge that all that and more is recorded on Treaty 8 territory, the traditional lands of the Cree and Diné and the unceded territory of the Métis. In the studio today, we have Dennis Frazier and Janine Cruz to talk about truth and reconciliation, the 94 calls to action, and the municipality's role. First, Welcome, and thank you for joining me. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having us. Dennis, what is your role uh, with the RMWB? My role with the RMWB, I am the Director of Indigenous and Rural Relations. And Janine? Yeah, I am a manager with Indigenous and Rural Relations. Thank you so much for that quick introduction. Where I'd like to start today, Dennis, is talking about truth and reconciliation. Why is it so important yeah, this is something that's very near and dear to my heart, uh, the TRC is, and, and the calls to action. Because uh, what it does, it gives us a, a greater sense of awareness nationally that there is a dark history to this country. Because uh, Canada was born out of a series of injustices that can no longer be hidden, ignored, or brushed aside. Because for over, over 150 years, there was... Over 150,000 children, First Nations, Métis, Inuit, that were separated from their homes, from their parents, from their communities, from their way of life, and thousands never returned again. Sorry, that, that I mean, that's a very, very deep thing to hear, and I hope that I hope that residents have been seeing all of the work that Indigenous and Rural Relations has been putting into educating the public on this dark history and what we can do as residents for a path forward, how, how we can reconcile. So I guess I w- would ask you now, what is that path for truth and reconciliation? What can residents do? I think looking back, the TRC report was released in 2015 and traction has been slow uh, with all government organizations, uh, including this region. And it's only been the last couple of years where we've really uh, gained some traction on how we are going to move forward, what our path forward is. And uh, so this has been this has been very exciting and we've got a lot of things on the go. Yeah. So uh, some of the ways that residents uh, can get involved or just the general public, uh, we have learning opportunities both for internal staff, but also for the general public as well. So uh, online, we'll have an e-learning series that people can participate in. We want to make the information a little bit more accessible to, to residents, sometimes reading a report or 
or reading large documents can feel overwhelming. So this was a way to try and bring it into everybody's, you know, day-to-day lives and make it more accessible. So what were some of those ways that you made the information more accessible for people? Uh, bringing learning opportunities to the public uh, through Indigenous uh, partners and leaders, having them share the truth uh, about the history of the country that we live in. There's uh, quizzes that people can take, uh, whether that's, you know, art uh, in council chambers coming to view that. There's opportunities to come together and, uh, yeah, so various ways. Dennis, you mentioned that the work has been slow. What do you believe has caused that? Well, I think a number of things. And once when something new comes out, you gotta, it's got to find its way. And I think that's what's happened with the country as a whole and the municipality here. Because it's only been the last two years that we've really gained traction. And I guess it's quite surprising when I read over still some of the TRC documents and the commentaries by some of the commissioners uh, when they were doing their interviews, how many people in this country did not know that this happened in, in this day and age. Uh, you take a look at uh, Fort Chippewan. We had one residential school up there, the Holy Angels Residential School, and that shut down in 1974, which isn't that long ago. And even in some of our work, I've had people uh, come and talk to us at some of our functions, and they openly say, I never knew that happened. I never knew yeah. that this country did this. So... There's been that really lack of awareness. Uh, when I went to school, and even some of my children, we never learned about residential schools. Uh, I learned about world geography, not about my own country, not about uh, the peoples of this country. And so that is some of the reasons why it has taken so long, is that it wasn't taught in the schools. So what does the education plan look like from a municipal government standpoint moving forward over the next few years? Well, one of the things that I have found is that reconciliation is for everyone. There's sometimes this perception that it's for the federal government, it's for the Catholic Church, but it's for everyone. Uh, it's for elected officials at all levels of government, industry, indigenous leadership, parents, students, um, children, sporting events. And I, I guess I'll, I'll go back and give an example. Last summer, uh, last fall, I heard about a school uh, in this region that was that had taken up the uh, the six week reconciliation challenge so we went and visited that school and I was thoroughly impressed on what the school was doing in regards to uh, knowing the truth and what they do for reconciliation. It was Murray Sinclair that says um, that education got us into this mess mm-hmm. and it's education that's going to get us out of this mess. Yeah, and if I can add to that, I think part of it too is, you know, as was with the last council, this council has also uh, made truth and reconciliation a priority within the council's strategic plan. So we've really committed as an organization to uh, advancing our municipal response to to truth and reconciliation. Like Dennis said, as a a government, we have a responsibility to do that. And so we'll be carrying on with that. Uh, As a municipality, we've done some benchmarking and we we are currently responding to 29 of the 94 calls to action, which to our knowledge is uh, the most of any municipality in in the country. And so we're proud of that. And it's more than just words on on a piece of paper for us. This is something we really uh, take to heart and we want uh, to ensure that there's action on those calls to action. We're going to take a quick break to share a few community updates. Looking for a more impactful workout routine this winter? Volunteer to be a snow angel and help a senior in your neighborhood shovel their driveway and walkway. 
Become an angel today by signing up individually or with a group. Get involved, participate in community conversations, and have a say on municipal projects. Whether it's filling out a survey, attending an open house, or joining an online discussion, your feedback is important, and sharing it ensures your perspective will be considered when decisions are being made. Winter is coming. Make the colder months a little easier by signing up for Winter Maintenance Zone Alerts. It's a snowbrainer. Once signed up, you'll receive weekly email updates to help you keep up with on-street parking restrictions. Register at rmwb.ca and let's plow through the winter season together. That's our Municipal Minute. If you have questions, call 780-743-7000 or visit rmwb.ca. What are some of the examples of um, the 94 calls that we're actually working on? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot around commemoration, which, you know, National Indigenous Peoples Day or September 30th, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Public commemoration is a really important part of the reconciliation process, bringing that kind of awareness into the collective, broader awareness of of a community. Uh, That's part of call to action number 57, which is information for for public servants, right? So uh, ensuring that our Learning opportunities are available not only just to us as em- employees of the municipality, but also available to residents. Another big part is uh, calls to action 13 and 14, which uh, is around language, revitalizing and strengthening Indigenous languages. So for us, that's Cree and Dene in Wood Buffalo. And so you'll see that in in things like the Wayfinding Project or Jubilee. Uh, there's Cree and Dene on the signage. So those are just a few. There's one other initiative that we've been involved uh, with our communities up north. Uh, in Fort Chippewan, where the school was. The school is no longer there. But, uh, you know, in Kamloops, they did this uh, ground-penetrating radar truth scanning. So we started that in Fort Chippewan as a partner, along with uh, ACFN, that's Athabasca, Chippewan First Nation, as well as Miccosu Cree First Nation, uh, and Fort Chip Métis. Uh, The first session was uh, in March. Uh, We heard stories uh, at uh, at that gathering, and they had another one in August. So what this is leading up to is at some point in time, there is going to be uh, actual searches for potential uh, abnormalities in the ground and things like that uh, with ground penetrating radar. So we're working up to that now. But I had the occasion to sit with elders to hear their stories at these truth scanning events and uh, very, very emotional. Probably one of the hardest things that I've had to do in a long time where you actually listen to somebody that was at the residential schools, some of the experiences uh, with pictures and that. And it's just, it's hard to explain. It's hard to comprehend how some people can even go on and it have that hope. But there's a lot of resiliency in, in the indigenous communities. And with, with our support, with others, with the elder support, with leadership support, um, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll walk with them side by side as we move forward. And uh, it's, it's going to be some tough days coming up next summer when we move forward on this project. But, um, you know, that's the truth. And uh, so the next, the next step is that reconciliation piece. Find out what's there. Parents, grandparents, they need to know. Probably for a lot of closure as well, right? And I think that, 
if listeners can take anything from today's episode, I believe it is the importance of listening. And and I hope that as listeners, you take some time today um, to reflect on the history of this region. And if if you do not know what the history of this region is, where is where can somebody go to get that information? Great place to start is rwb.ca forward slash TRC. Uh, that's where we uh, have all of the information available, whether that be the report, the 94 calls to action. But I also like to say, you know, it's important that people take responsibility for their, for their learning. You know, sometimes we have to actively seek out information. And as Canadian citizens and residents, we have a responsibility to do that. We all have a role to play in reconciliation. This isn't Recon- Frederick McDonald comes to mind. He always says reconciliation just isn't for Indigenous people. It's for non-Indigenous people and Indigenous peoples for everybody. Um, and so really taking responsibility for, for learning the true history uh, and what that means for, for your own self and your own journey. On that note, um, I'd just like to wrap up maybe by what does the next six months look like for TRC? What does the next year look like? Well, I think for myself is that uh, mine is a message of hope that there is a pathway between Indigenous and non-Indigenous people. Now, that we're on the right path on where we're going collectively with our partners and uh, with the region as well as our Indigenous leadership. And uh, But the thing is, it's only a pathway. Um, we're on this road. And this road will never end in my time. And probably nor in my time here at the municipality or my children's time. Because gathering the truth was probably the easier part on what happened. The tough part is the reconciliation. And that's going to be going on for a long, long time. I think uh, for, you know, the team from the conversations we've been having, it's it's about continually learning and listening and taking the lead from Indigenous partners and communities and elders and knowledge keepers. Um, you know, listening, like you said at the beginning, is, is important and we're going to continue to do that. We still have a lot to learn. Um, but in terms of, you know, as an organization, we committed to providing an annual update to Council on the Municipal Response to Truth and Reconciliation. So we'll be bringing that back before uh, the end of the year. And then doing that on an annual basis moving forward. So that will summarize some of the actions that we've taken uh, over the past year, as well as what we're planning on doing moving forward. So uh, to wrap up, I just want to thank you both very much for joining me today. I know the work that you do is difficult um, and very, very, very important. So I hope that today uh, you've learned something as listeners um, if you would like to continue your learning, which we we encourage, please visit rmwb.ca slash TRC. Um, the journey doesn't stop here. We, we keep moving forward. So thank you. Thank you so much for being with me today and sharing. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Today, you've heard that it's important for all of us to take the time to listen, reflect, and reaffirm our commitment to truth and reconciliation. To the residential school survivors, their families, and those that didn't return home, you are cared for, supported, and never forgotten. Marcy Cho, Kenanas Kupton. The Regional Municipality of Wood Buffalo would like to thank and recognize Randy Martin for his collaboration on the music you hear in this podcast. Randy is an exceptional Indigenous musician from the Miccosukee Cree First Nation. 
On our next episode, we're talking arts, culture, and heritage with community coordinators Teresa and Jessica. Until next time, thank you for listening to All That and More. Hey!